Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Okay, take two. <laughs> right. There we go. Yeah, I'm gonna, should, should, I, should I blast you right now? Should I put you on oh, blast? You, yeah, hey, you can put me on blast. I mean, it could have been worse. We only got approximately 50 seconds into our recording before you realized you weren't recording. Okay, look, I had my mouse like a fraction of, of like like maybe three centimeters off of the record button. And then I clicked the button. And, and that was but enough. I didn't click the button because the mouse wasn't on the button. Yeah, it turns out that three centimeters were, were very, very Hey, okay, that three centimeters. centimeters makes a big difference, man. <laughs> uh, Goodness gracious me. You've got a nice little fun hair swoopy going on on the well, top of your dome well, there. Like where, where, up here? Yeah, or just like that. Over there? Just like that. The first one. This one? No, the first. One. That one. What's fun about it? It's just fun. It's a it's a it's a direction your hair I don't normally think I see it go in, and it's fun. Yeah, no, with with the, with the hair growth, yeah, you, you guys don't get to see this often. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Patreon su- subscribers will uh, in this year month's uh, Patreon uh, episode because we did do some video content for our Patreon subscribers. It's I true. Know. Uh, but yeah, I've been growing my hair out for about eight months now, and um, looks good. It's going pretty good. Yeah. Finally deciding to emulate me after all these years. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I it, finally it, got it just, you. You finally got me. Mm-hmm. Now, I, Griffin, I, I just need you to know mm-hmm. that when my hair gets long and luscious, I you can't feel threatened, man. You can't come for me in the middle of the Ooh. night with a pair of scissors because you feel threatened about how good my hair is going to look. I hadn't considered this yet. You already laugh about the fact that you're mad that now that my beard has kind of leveled out, that you're mad that my beard is, is like really it, good, pretty good, like really good. And shit, like I'm just saying this is this is about my hair is oftentimes the only thing I have going for me. See, see that that's like where I, I'm not confident about many things about myself, as you as you as you 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 rightly know. Yes. Um. But one of the things I've always been like, I've got that going. Yeah, is I've always had pretty nice hair. You got good hair. And um, now it's just kind of getting flowy and luscious. Oh no! Uh, so I'm just saying, like <sighs> trouble's coming. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's coming. Let's say about a quarter inch, maybe a month, mm-hmm. because my hair does grow pretty quickly. Well, let's, uh, let's touch base back on that um, in about here. This is one of these good bits. As, again. It, de- as it develops. Yeah. Okay, Google. Remind me in eight months to check to see if trouble's coming in the form of Zach Rab. Oh. <sighs> Google's an idiot and said that, uh, thought I said, check the sea of troubles coming in the form of Zach Rab. <laughs> uh, well, so. hey, to stand against the sea of troubles. <laughs> And by opposing in them to pet shop or not to pet shop, tis the question. Anyway. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin. And I am 
Zach, and uh, we're back with another episode here, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. You pretty excited about it? I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to be returning to some Wizards of the Coast content that we've touched on previously in some other episodes, but with a, a, a just a good old-fashioned pet shop twist on it. Oh, yeah, you know, you know. Before that, hey, can I, can I tell you a, a fun story? Oh, yeah, always. Awesome. Well, so you know, you you know, you know uh, that uh, at the moment I am exhausted. Yes. Uh, because I uh, had to had to work a call. Thanks, Casey Musgraves. <laughs> um, that was that was the artist. Um, but I had a, call, a very late call. I only got about three hours of sleep last night. Yeah. Um, and then I had to go to work all day today. Um, so I'm a sleepy boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on my drive from home to work today. Um, I have to say that uh, Sam Reich of uh, Dropout Fame yes. uh, did, in fact, keep me from dying today. Oh. Um, because uh, as I was probably going to fall asleep behind the wheel, uh, I instead uh, put on the uh, new original cast recording of <laughs> Welcome to Mountport uh, uh, from one of the latest episodes of Game Changer mm. and did belt every word of it Good. for my car trip. And uh, hey, hey, thanks, Sam Reich, for keeping me alive. But <laughs> thank you, Sam Reich. Thank you, Game Changer. Thank you, Offbook Podcast. And also Zeke, because he's also very good. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, that was just a fun story that uh, the fun internet people kept me from dying today. Hooray! And maybe, just maybe, dear listener, we can keep you from dying as well. Sing with us. That's all I got. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, folks, yeah, well, we are returning to, um, oh, goodness. It was, what, what did we decide? The Faye one? Uh, the, the Mile the Beyond the Bitch behind Light. The bitch light. That Mile Beyond the Bitch Light, and of course, Mr. Fizzy's Dragon Bucket. Yeah. Uh, ring, as ding, we ding. return to uh, a very um, long-awaited uh, episode of... Holy shit! Oh my god, these folks are fucking wrong! I'm gonna need to go backwards to like all my old files and try to figure out where I put the music that I use for that bit. <laughs> yep. And figure out how to do that voice effect in Reaper. Oh, yes. Yeah. New thing. But yeah, we're doing another Hissam Gitfoffer where we just find some critters and some folks that are in these cool books and just talk about how rad they are. You know what? No precedent. No uh, no business at mine. Just being mm. like, hey, you know what? Some folks in these multiverses that uh, we uh, uh, sell to, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. And so, cool. uh, yeah, we'll be revisiting uh, the Wild Beyond the Witchlight Adventure and uh, Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons, otherwise known by their more fun names that we call them here. So uh, let's start with the uh, let's let's find that bitchy light and start there. Oh. oh, it is a warm bitchy light. So up first we have Cords. Now I know you're going to think Zach Griffin Cords are like in the original owner's manual, which is true. Which is true. But you know what? We never got around to them, and they're very, very cool. So we're doing them now. And they would like, in... and they're they would like fuck our shit up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Corrids, uh, we got here. It's a little like Rock Boy, but 
he's also got goat legs. It's a little rock boy with dreadlocks and goat legs. Well, I would say the dreadlocks. His hair is just kind of like. Oh, I guess that's fair. Matted and flowy back. Yeah. There's a lot of hair here. He's got, he's very hairy. He's got a big old beard, a mustache that just goes straight out. It's like a Dr. Like, Robotnik mustache. Kind of, yeah. They just go straight out the sides. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, he just looks like he's made out of stone, and he's got this big rope that I'm assuming is made out of their hair. It looks that way. But anyway, let us read. Yeah. Corids are secretive creatures that have strong ties to earth and stone. They prefer to keep their own company, but occasionally consort with creatures of elemental earth, such as Galabdur. Galabdur, which featured we remember from, in, I believe, our, in the, our very first party pack in episode. In the party pack. We gotta do another party pack soon, Griff. That's fair. Yeah. A tribe of Korids gathers weekly to perform <laughs> ceremonial dances, beating out rhythms on stone with their hooves and clubs. Yes. Yeah, they, they fucking get down. Cords typically free from uh, uh, flee from other creatures, but become aggressive when they feel insulted or are beyond, uh, uh, or what am I saying? Or are annoyed by the sounds of mining. Mm. So the Ooh, mining, like the mining is that bad. Be- oh, so like if we had them up against some of those, were they Briganok from the first time we yeah. read this book? Yeah, they, they clashed, freaking bump heads. Bonk. No one knows the ways of stone and earth better than the Corrid. Corrids can seemingly smell veins of metal and gems. Oh. A corrid on the surface can feel the rise and fall of bedrock under the earth and where caves are present. And underground, it knows pathways to the stone for miles around. Secret doors set into stone are as obvious as windows to a corrid. Nice. Corrids have hair all over their body. Nice. There you go. But the hair that grows on their heads is magical. When cut, it transforms to strands of whatever material was used to cut it. Wait, what? Huh. That's interesting. When cut, it transforms into strands of whatever material it was used to cut it. Corrids often use iron shears to cut off their hair, then weave the strands together to create iron ropes that they can manipulate or animate. Hold up. Corrids take great pride in their hair and equally great offense at anyone who attempts to cut it without permission. Just like me with you. Yeah. Seeking into your room to cut your hair in the middle of the night, just like my bullies in middle school threatened to do to me. I'm going to set up cameras now. Anyway. <laughs> so they cut their hair with iron shears, and their hair turns to iron, but it keeps the, like, flexibility of... Like, it, it maintains the ability to, like, be woven together. Well, I mean, like, people, like, have, like, woven steel and shit all the time. I guess that's fair. What? But, like, that's wild. <laughs> what if you rip a cord's hair out with your hands? Does it, it tur- turns into... It, does it turn into meat? It's just meat hair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Yeah. What, right, what, else, could, a, what else could you do? So you could do, like... I mean, you could do gold um, shears and, you know, yeah, make a lot yeah. of money. You could make a lot of money. A self-enterprising cord could, yeah, make a lot of money. Um, You could do... You know how they, like, you know like mono molecular blades that are like technically like lined with diamonds yeah yeah do diamond hair Ooh, yeah glass hair would be weird that would be weird make some cool art with that probably yeah probably 
do like a um, if it's like you can heat it up enough you can kind of wind it in cool ways wooden hair wood hair of course got that wood hair becky with the wood hair that, that required that would, that would require cutting hair with wood though which is not impossible as someone who you know works with wood on the daily yeah yeah you could you could do it you can't sharpen leather yeah you can't sharpen leather so no leather hair you can sharpen wood though yeah well it depends because like if you had like a like a wet uh, like a leather bull whip mm-hmm. oh and and you had you know the the you know, hair like pulled taut mm-hmm. and you just cracked the whip right it's possible it's possible Maybe. all right we're not ruling out leather hair quite yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah Welcome to Kenny Corrin's leather hair. Oh what do you use it for? I don't know. None of my business. <laughs> hey, uh, put that on the pet shop ads, please. Oh, Kenny Corrin's leather hair. Kenny Corrin's leather hair. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it with disdain, but here we go. Kenny Corrin's leather hair. Find me on Saturday at the Renaissance Fair. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, it's on there. Are you happy? I'm so happy. Kenny Cord's leather hair. Look, he can help a lot of people that go prematurely bald, okay? With his leather hair. (laughs) (laughs) If you've got just one strand of your own hair left, we can cut Kenny Cord's hair with your hair and just make it yours again. Zach, what? Zach, I've cracked Wait the code. Second. I've cracked the code of male pattern Wait baldness. S- Wait a second. If like you sit there, yeah, it would take forever. It would take but forever. If you just, like you, you, you pull it hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get like some very small clamps, and you pull it hot, <laughs> and you just sit there and you go, and it might take hours, but you sit there and you, and eventually. You cut through it, and then all that hair becomes your hair. It was your hair. What do you do with it? It was then? your. I'm not sure, but <laughs> the real friends are the hairs we made along the way. <laughs> but no, that's wild, Griff. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like it's like is that a wig? You're like, no, it's my hair, and you're not lying. You're not lying. It's still a wig, but it's still your hair. It's your hair. You can just remove it. Here's a it. weird question. Yeah, like. Could I, like, I wonder if anyone has ever, like, when they were younger and, like, they were growing, you know, like, their hair growed, like, you know, pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and, but, like, you know, like, male pattern baldness, like, ran in the family, if someone ever was like, you know what, I need to get this hair cut off, like, like someone, like, I, like, like, grew their hair out, got it cut, just in case. To save it for later? Save it for later, uh. for, like, to make a wig out of. For, like, if they ever went bald. It is 40 years in the future. I am going through my parents' house and their old belongings because they are downsizing. And I find a small chest in the back room. And I open it up, and it is just full of my childhood hair, Zach! Well, no, like, no, like, I mean, like, you're, like, you're in your, say, like, you're in your teens, uh-huh. and, like, you, 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 you grow your hair out, you know, it's a griffin length, uh-huh. and, like, you know, if you're going to donate your hair, you get it cut, mm-hmm. and you just take it, and you get, like, a wig with, like, long hair made, so when you get older and you lose your hair, you've got this long wig, you can get it styled however you want, 
And then you've just got a wig made of your own hair. <laughs> like, I think this is a good idea. <laughs> we could market this, Griff. We have enough side hustles that besides from getting into the hair biz. You know what? It's a it's it's a uh, guess. I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Corinth, let's look at this stat block. Let's do it. These are tiny for well, they're not tiny. They're small, but like, they're tiny. They're small. They're yeah. Small. You got a nice chunk of hit points, ninety three. Like that ain't bad. Yeah, they uh, have a plus six strength, my guy. Oh wow! These Dang little hairy strong. rock boys with goat legs are fucking soul. They stack. They stack. I'm here for it. Uh, got that 30-foot burrow speed. Got to love it. Yeah, they're uh, 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 proficiency in athletics, perception, and stealth. Nice. So, they, so man, they beefy, man, they sneaky. <laughs> uh, resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Uh, oh, dang. They got dark vision and tremor sounds out to 120 feet. Damn. And they know a lot of language, too. Dwarvish, Gnomish, Sylvan, Terran, and Undercommon. All those earthy languages. God, these guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, they got stone camouflage. They have advantage on uh, stealth checks to hide in rocky terrain. So even sneakier. Uh, and they carry with them a great club and a rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they can hit you with the big great club. Um. Oh wow! So uh, if they uh, 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 if they're on the ground, like if they're standing on Earth, yeah, they'll deal an extra two d eight bludgeoning damage if they hit you with their great club. Wow! Oh, it's the same thing with their rock. You're telling so, like, me stand- this cord can huck this rock a hundred and twenty feet? This this cord. I mean, it's got a strength of twenty six. So like, yeah. Sorry, it's a twenty three plus six plus, six. but still, yeah. Yes, it can. And then it also has fucking spell casting on top of it. Um, so at will, it can cast commune with nature, which I don't really know that well. You briefly become one with nature and gain knowledge of the surrounding territory. Yeah, it's like in a, the outdoors. It's like a hey, nature, what's going on here? I'm trying to find That's this per- cool lake, and nature's like, hey, I got you. It's over this way. Follow the scent of lavender. At, at will, it can cast meld into stone. Nice. And it can cast Stone Shape, which, like, that's a fourth-level spell that it can cast at will. Like, that's... Oh, and then also once per day, it can cast Otto's Irresistible Dance. Yes! (laughs) Uh, Yes! That's a sixth-level spell, uh, which is this is is charm spell that they just make you. It's like, hey, losers! Fucking dance! 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 It's like when an old west cowboy is like you know shooting at your feet. It's like ah, dance, partner. And this guy's actually just like dance, and you just do. You do a good job. All you have to do is dance. Um, but then lastly, as a bonus action, this is where things get a little bit wild. Mm. They can command hair. Love that. The cord has at least one fifty-foot-long rope woven out of its hair. The cord commands one such rope within 30 feet of it to move up to 20 feet and entangle a large or smaller creature that is uh, that the cord can see. Yowza. The target must succeed on a DC 13 dexterity saving throw or become grappled by the rope. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained. Yo. 
The core can use the bonus action to release the target, which is also freed if the core dies or becomes incapacitated. A rope of cord hair has an AC of 20 it's and very, 20 hit points. It's very thin. It regains one hit point at the start of each of the cord's turns while the rope has at least one <laughs> hit point and the cord is alive. If the rope drops to zero hit points, it is destroyed. These guys are wild. These guys are wild, honestly. I thought I was like, oh, they're just a funny little rock person. But no, they're fucking stacked. They've got magic hair, uh, uh, animated hair rope, and they're bomb-ass dancers. And they're bomb-ass dancers, dude. Like, let's not skim over the fact that they bomb-ass dancers. Like, Yo, for real, though. Like, they will, they will rock you. They, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, moment when I'm about to play into a bit, and then I start, and then I realize they, what the bit fuck. was. <laughs> I just experienced well, what, that what, in what, real okay. time. What were you going to say? I was I, just going to sort of... I must know. I was now. just going to play along. Like, I was going to, like, just sort of repeat it back as I want to do, and then, you know, while I'm doing that, my brain will process what to say. And then I realized that you were making a, a, a reference to... Um, queen's hit song we will rock you exactly yes uh but yeah that's about all i got for chords we, t- we took a while on these guys holy shit rad. oh my god these guys are fucking these rad. folks are fucking rad these folks are fucking rad moving on moving on to the uh next critter from the bitch light is we have Herringons. The Herringons. Which I would love it if they were like herons, like bird yes. bird folk. Uh, but no, but they're it's like they're hair. hairs. They're they're um they're they're. I believe butters. that this was given as a playable race. Yes, I think so. I think there's a let's, let's take a look, quick a quick snoop. Um, a quick snoop. A quick snoop. H for. Herringon. Yes, they are. Awesome. So they're playable. They're a playable race. Uh, Funny <laughs> They have an ability called Hair Trigger. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, Herringons are, uh, they're rabbit folk. Um, there's not, like, any explicit art in this section of the book, but, I mean, imagine a bipedal rabbit. Like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. Herringons are rabbit folk native to the Feywild, though they often migrate to the Material Plane. They love to travel on foot and rarely stay in one place for long. <laughs> Not all Herringons are mean-spirited bullies like the ones presented here. <laughs> Can you imagine getting jumped by a bunch of rabbit dudes that are like, Hey, give me your lunch money. Uh, yeah, no, you, you see their ones that nibble on a carrot, it's like, yeah. Hello, well met, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Every Herringon follows their own path through life, their disposition shaped in part by the company they keep. One Herringon might travel to far lands, make friends along the way, delight in freedom in the open trail, and find inner peace. Another might become an adventurer with a strong heart and fervent dreams. And, um, yeah, you have options for them as player characters as well. Uh, in Boom. the book here, they, uh, they... <laughs> The bullies. They're they're basically like Herringon bandits. There's there's brigands and then there's snipers. So nice. ones with like crossbows and shit. Um so they have uh uh 
pretty decent dex, pretty decent strength, proficient in acrobatics and perception, speak common and sylvan. They have pack tactics, which is kind of neat, and they can do a uh, 20-foot long jump and a 10-foot high jump uh, with or without a running start. 10-foot vertical leap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Otherwise, they're just pretty average uh, uh, brigands. They have a club and a sling. Great. And then the snipers have uh, crossbows that they can use as well. And whether or not the uh, Herengon sniper hits or misses with its crossbow attack, it can immediately take the hide action, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's very good. And with that plus five stealth against a level one party, that could be scary. Yeah. That could kill a wizard, as I'm often to say. (laughs) That could kill a wizard, yeah. I mean, the crossbow has 1d8 plus three on it, and that's possibly with advantage if they're already hidden. Like, that will kill... That, that that's will, 11 points. That so could kill a wizard, a wizard. A wizard starts with what? Like, if, on average, maybe like six or it's, seven hit it's points? It's six plus con, whatever their starting con is. Yeah. So if you so, have a negative one con as a wizard, yeah, this thing's max damage shot would insta-kill you. Yeah. Not to mention if you've already taken like one, like, you know, one little nickel hit. Yeah. And you're like down to two hit points. Oh, you're done. That you're done. could kill a wizard. That could definitely kill a wizard. Now, like, let's move this, because as soon as I saw Herengon snipers, you know we got to put it in the modern the modern setting. Oh, definitely. And just, like, badass spec ops bunny rabbit. Yeah, uh, for some reason I'm seeing you know, that, that goof that I've seen, I think, in, like, pirate things, where, like, there's, like, the eye patch, but then they're going to shoot, so then they take the eye patch and they move it to the other <laughs> eye, because they're, like, in sniper <laughs> mode. <laughs> I remember, I forget the result of it, but I remember watching a Mythbusters episode about why yeah, pirates about the eye wore eye patches. It's so that they had one eye that would have been, like, like ready Acclimated for dark to vision. The dark. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah. Seems sound in practice. I don't know how it actually, I forget if, if it actually, like, legit I mean, you're sacrificing, you know, quick night, you know, a uh, uh, quick night vision for lack of depth perception, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, these are just, like, cool bunny rabbit dudes. Um, as a playable uh, playable character race, they have something called Lucky Footwork as well, where if you fail a dexterity save, you can use your reaction to add a d4 to the save, uh, which is kind of cool. Mm. They can't use it if they're already prone or their speed has been reduced to zero, but that's a nice little thing. Yeah. And as a bonus action, with Rabbit Hop, they can jump a number of feet equal to five times their proficiency bonus without provoking opportunity attacks. Uh, you can use this a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus uh, per rest. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's your proficiency bonus max out at? Six? I think six. So you can so make a 30. Thir- so three times per day, you can take a 30-foot standing leap. <laughs> nice. 30-foot vertical leap. Vertical leap. leap. Oh god, that's killer! I like the Harrigan. I want to try. I gotta play one at some point. It'll be fun. Yeah, they're fresh as hell. They're pretty fresh. Just got that and a Seder on the docket. A Seder on the docket, huh? I got, yeah, I want to play Seder real bad. They're yeah. pretty fun. Anyway, in the in Herringon. the book here, there's this cool little like triangle, uh, like emblem of sorts. Yeah, where it's like, uh, uh it's like three rabbits, uh, where they've got like a sack of coins or something in their like front hand paws. 
And like the mm-hmm. way the ears are angled, like the ears kind of like form together from these three other rabbits to make like a cool little triangle. Yeah, and that's they, a like, really like, like, interesting little thing. sigil thing. Yeah, it's neat. I wonder what it means. I don't know. Maybe it's what the Herengon bullies like tag their uh, their spots with, you know? <laughs> that's right. That's why you keep out the, uh, the way of these guys. <laughs> We're trouble. We're, we mean we mean trouble. <laughs> I love the idea that these guys are like they try to be tough and like in maybe in like their their neck of the Feywild they're tough, but then they get to the prime material and everyone is so much worse than them. Hey, yeah, you mess with us, you go be sorry. Okay. <laughs> Some guys just like, who the fuck are these guys? Just shoots him in the chest with a gun. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is our this is our turf. They're like, oh my god. You you shot Gerald. <laughs> You bastards! It's like you guys are just a bunch of rabbits. Like, what do you? What's what's going on here? <laughs> Get le- le- like leave. Just like stop. We 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 hunt your kind often. Yeah. Just get out of here. We're sorry. We're often we're, dinner. We're sorry. We don't know. <laughs> we'll just go now. <laughs> uh, stupid rabbits. Snow rabbits. All right. Let's let's make them. Let's make them cool though. All right, cool. Um, they'd make really good ninjas. Holy shit, Zachary! Bunny ninja? Yes. Harangan monk, wave monk. shadow monk. Oh yeah. Oh. That or just just like a rogue assassin. I'm. I just. I have this very clear image of my head of them decked out. You know, all in like dark colors and grays. Yeah. And okay, have j- like j- face covered, but the ears are full sticking out. Oh. yeah. So what if um the uh uh if you know here comes Peter Cottontail, mm-hmm. but instead it was like a grim like like a, like a cautionary like a, tale yeah <laughs> it's like you know like years ago uh, the the fabled Peter Cottontail took out like the town's leader mm-hmm. here comes Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail hippity hippity. Yeah, it was done on Easter. Like, this great and prolific yeah. assassination was done on Easter. So it's like, that became, like, a threat. Like, yeah. Easter's on its way. Yeah, the Easter Bunny <laughs> became uh, uh, sort of like how, like, Ring Around the Rosie became, like, a children's thing. Yeah. It's got, like, some grim tidings. Some very grim tidings. It became a way of, like, turning this very dark moment in their history <laughs> into mm-hmm. something, like... Uh, that they can you know, palette at least a little. Yeah, the old elf who was there 400 years ago is sitting on his stoop and listening to these kids singing, Here comes Peter Cottontail. He's smoking a pipe. He's like, I remember. Yeah. Do yeah, not sing to like, me the stories of old. I was there. <laughs> he sit there, you know, the pipe shaking in his hand. How dare you say that name? <laughs> you don't know the truth, child. Mom! <laughs> Yeah, prolific bunny, prolific Herengon assassin, Peter Cottontail. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Local local hero and legend, Peter Cottontail. Yeah. Sick. Opposed only by his uh, 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 blood brother and best friend, uh, 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 Bugs and Old Bunny. Bug, who, uh, Bugs and Old? Bug, Bugs and Old, yeah. He, everyone calls him Bugs, though. Mm-hmm. I hear he's kind of loony. Wow. 
Uh, I think that's a I think that's a great time <laughs> to get the fuck away from this bit and uh, roll an roll an ad. Okay, okay. <laughs> Parker, roll the ad. Thanks, Parker. Hi, I'm Shifty Mercutio, owner and operator of Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium, home of the multiverse's largest supply of gently used genie paraphernalia. You know how many times people get overwhelmed by the prospect of three wishes and just choke up halfway through? What are those genies supposed to do then, huh? Just wait? Nah, 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 that's where I, Shifty Mercutio, come in. Every genie on my shelves has at least some wishes guaranteed. What? You don't take me, Shifty Mercutio, at my word? Well, listen to some of my partially satisfied customers. This thing only had half a wish left. How the fuck am I supposed to use half a wish? I thought I lucked out when this shitty lamp had a full wish left in it. I wished I was rich. It legally changed my name to Richard. Zero stars. This place sucks ass. My genie won't even work with me. I wish I'd never bought this stupid lamp. Oh, now you work? Now you work. Fuck you, piece of shit. What heartwarming words. So, if you're in the market for, or in possession of, a pre-owned or recently resold genie, come on down to Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium. Shifty Mercutio's. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. Did we hire someone else? I just, we have a new production intern every single episode. It's a real revolving door here at the pet shop. We have a really terrible turnover rate. But we keep moving, which doesn't help. It doesn't. People don't want to relocate this month. Often. No. Yeah, they. You know, they. And when they're just a, you know, like intern, they don't get access to the portal network like we do. Yeah. So they can't easily commute like we do. Yeah, and like you, you could pay for the portal pass, but like, do I really want to shell out? Like, I don't have to. I work here. I own the place. It's like, yeah, it can be deducted from you know your pay, but mm-hmm. like. Are we bad business owners? We're definitely not great to our employees. Are we Are we part of the problem? I th- and we're back. Hey, everybody. <laughs> okay, but real talk, I do want to have a long-term discussion with you at some point about setting up the Pet Shop Union. Okay, cool. That's fair. Uh, all right, so now we're moving over to uh, a couple things from uh, Mr. Fizzy's Dragon Bucket. Zach, I've got this very big bucket. Yeah, it's a good bucket, and, and it's we're just going to pull a few it's things. It's full of dragons. It is. It's it's just chock full of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, first thing we're going to talk about, it's called a metallic peacekeeper. Ooh. Now, they, they, they in Mr. Fizzy's uh, dragon bucket, this comes in like a pair. There's two things here. So we're going to talk about both of them. Mm. They, they're, so they, they, fall on, they fall under metallic sentinels. So the metallic sentinel is a garden created by metallic dragons. Forged from the metal associated with its creator and powered by the energy of the dragon's breath. I love this bucket. An artificial being sculpted in elegant filigree. It is dedicated to diffusing tensions that could spiral into violence. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, the Peacekeeper comes first, which is your more sort of humanoid shaped kind of robot. Um, no, like, it, like honestly, like, the, like they're kind of beautiful. Yeah. Like it says... They got those so cool springy of, legs. Yeah, kind of like you know the uh, uh, like what um, like 
amputees who like run use yeah. like the those like cool scoop little... shaped blades yeah. yeah 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 there was a running blade i think it's the term actually um but yeah no they got that for for feats um <laughs> but it's also got like cool like like a gem sort of core thing yeah kind of like but right out of its body... pelvis yeah well on its pelvis and then also like in its chest and oh in sure there. sure sure but uh yeah its hand looks really interesting it's like it's in like, two pieces. It's in like two pieces. It's inter- It's very cool. It look, they look like, like a like, go-go bells. Yeah, kind of like the thumb is separate, it looks like, from the other bit of the hand. Anyway, they're very cool. You know, they got like a lovely filigree, like it says. And uh, yeah, when a metallic dragon grows attached to a settlement of smaller folk, Aww. often after dwelling there for a time in humanoid form, the dragon might decide to create a metallic peacekeeper to protect the place. The peacekeeper can ward a community for centuries, standing in the place of its dragon creator and maintaining peace and order. Oh, I love the idea of a i love the thing of it's made of the same metal that like the dragon is based off of so you can have yeah. silver or gold or brass or whatever but i just had this story pop into my head already of a you know a dragon that was like either killed or like you know by evil forces or who just left and hasn't been seen forever but the peacekeeper is still there watching over the village mm-hmm. like ah that's so good that's so good this could be, you know, if a if a DM was uh, uh, willing to work with you, could be like a cool um, origin for like a like a warforge. Yeah, could be that would be cool. really cool. Uh, but yeah, let's walk. Uh, let's walk through this. So it's a medium construct, obviously, um, and it's immune to uh, it's immune to fire. So that's pretty cool. Nice. But it's also immune to being charmed, exhausted, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned. Ooh. Uh, dark vision to 60 feet can speak uh, a common draconic and has telepathy out to 30 feet nice it is a construct so it has an immutable form can't be altered uh, and also has a telepathic bond while the peacekeeper is on the same uh, plane of existence as its master it can magically convey what it senses to its master and the two can communicate telepathically with it is there a draconic warlock um not officially cause like that I've would seen be a cool, some homebrews for like that would be a cool setup for yeah, like a character is you're playing a metallic peacekeeper and you're you're a, like a draconic warlock. I've seen a um, couple of like homebrews where you, your patron's like an ancient dragon, um, yeah. but I don't think there's any official content out there for that. Well, they should make it anyway. <laughs> Um, attack wise, it's pretty straightforward. They uh can just make two uh slam attacks, so punch, it just kind of hits you with its body pretty hard. But then it also has a calming mist. Um, so this recharges with Ooh. a five or six. Uh, the peacekeeper releases a calming gas and a th- uh, thirty foot radius sphere centered on itself. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC fourteen charisma saving throw. Become charmed by the peacekeeper for one minute. While charmed in this way, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. It's got knockout gas. It's got knockout gas. <laughs> but then also tagging along, they have a metallic warbler. Much like referencing the bird. You didn't like my warble? It's a pretty good warble. Uh, metallic warblers resemble songbirds and serve as a clandestine agents of their creators, keeping watch over communities without directly intervening. Their telepathic 
Bond lets them summon their dragon creators in case of a of dire need. <laughs> I have the exact scene from the movie how this happens. It's like some bandits roll in and are starting shit and they're like, well, this town is ours now. And there's this little tiny bird that they see on the post and it just kind of flies away and it flies into like, you know, over the skyline. And then there's that like pregnant pause. And then the elder dragon just comes flying out overhead. Dang, this thing's fast. On the ground, it's got a speed of 40 and a fly of 60. Nice. So on the ground, I like imagine this thing fucking like roadrunnering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like uh, like the Peacekeepers has the same um, immunities and stuff. Um, this one can't speak, but it understands common and draconic, mutable form, telepathic bond. It's got a claw attack, um, and it also has that calming mist. In a, in a little five-foot radius. In a little five foot radius. So it has a little. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, no, like these guys are, they're like, it's, uh, we, we run into these often where it's just like, that's just really fucking cool. We're just in awe of them, so there's no goof. I would say that, oh my god, holy shit, oh my gods. These folks are fucking rad. Can you give me a good warble real quick just to tie it off? <laughs> like, do you want, like, to try to, like, actually make, like, a songbird sound or, like, just a warble? Where, whatever your heart, however you want to interpret it, wherever your heart takes you. <laughs> On a good day, I can make a good goose sound, but I don't know if today is the day. Can you try? Do you want to try? Sure. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, let I me ask you first. Do you want to try? Yeah, I, okay. I'll, I'll give it a go. Okay. So you can do a good crow, and I can't <gasps> do that. Let's see, that's pretty good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> 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 what the fuck was that, Zach? <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do it. Again. Oh! <laughs> uh, Jesus right. Christ! M- moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to make bird sounds for another three minutes? <laughs> I can't do it again. I'm okay. Sorry. Okay. Whew. All right. Let's just take a moment. Oh, let's just take a moment between just as friends between us and just uh, just re- recollect ourselves. Okay. 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 Let's stick our hand in the bucket one more time, Zach. Ooh, and, spicy. Um, Ow. <clears throat> Your you're reaching your hand into the bucket was spicy. Yeah, like they, they there was like a fire breath in in the in the dragon bucket. Okay, it was a little spicy. Okay, I just wouldn't describe. They'd be like ooh hot instead of like ooh spicy. Sorry, ooh muy caliente. Like, <laughs> like if I'm being burned by fire, I'm not going. <laughs> oh, it's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I describe things weird. I think I called. Um, snow, uh, the sky's chunky tears. Oh my god. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> no one ever said that it makes sense, ever. Yowza. I'll reach my hand back into the spicy bucket. Alright. <laughs> what you got, Grant? The last thing we have on the docket here is a ghost dragon spooky uh it's a, i mean i think it's it a is dragon yeah and it's, it's also a, a ghost it's also a ghost i'm pretty sure 
Uh, nice. Let's see here. A dragon's attachment to a horde can be so strong that it's enough to bind the dragon's spirit to existence after death. Such a ghost dragon haunts the horde, often forming an attachment to a single priceless object that becomes the focus of the ghost dragon's undead existence. A ghost dragon is a translucent and incorporeal version of the original dragon. Though its breath weapon resembles ghostly flames, lightning, or acid, it carries an otherworldly curse. The breath's shadowy mist can induce waking nightmares. That's rad. So it's a big spooky dragon. It is a big spooky dragon. And it can be of any kind of dragon that exists, as far as I'm aware. So, you know, it could be a, a ghostly metallic dragon. It could be a ghostly chromatic dragon. Uh, Gem, moonstone, really whatever. Curiously, they only have an AC of 10. <sighs> Which is, kind, I mean, like, it tracks to some extent. Oh, it does have full resistance to physical damage, though. Like, not even just from non-magical attacks, but damage <laughs> resistances to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Well, yeah, it's a re- resistance, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like... And then no- also immune to acid, cold, necrotic poison. Right. But, like, so it might you might be able to hit it easily every time, but if you're a fighter, a melee person, or uh, using a weapon, you're doing half damage the entire fight. That's fair. It's got that uh, 40 foot speed, 80 foot fly, very strong, very chunky, still has pretty high charisma for being a ghost, Um, is considered undead. It's it's got that Patrick Swayze charisma. (laughs) Uh, Big perception and stealth proficiencies, a, a cavalcade of condition immunities, blind sight, dark vision, telepathy. It can fly through solid objects, as if they were difficult terrain, has those legendary resistances we expect from dragons, and uh, does not require air, food, drink, or sleep, because it's a, because it's a ghost. Nice. It can make uh, one bite and two claw attacks. Whew. Ooh. Uh, 6d8 plus 5 cold damage with a bite, and the target's speed is halved until the start of the dragon's next turn. Woof. And then the claw does necrotic damage, 2d8 plus 5 there. And then this breath weapon. Oh, man. It has a terrifying breath. The ghost dragon exhales shadowy mist in a 90-foot cone. Each creature in that area must succeed, wow, on a DC 21 constitution save. On a failed save, the creature takes 9d8 cold damage and is frightened for one minute. A creature that successfully saves is uh, takes half damage and is not frightened. While frightened of the ghost dragon, a creature is paralyzed. That sucks. Paralyzed is rough. Yeah. A frightened creature can repeat the save at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on a successful save. If the creature succeeds uh, or the effect ends, it's immune to the terrifying breath for the next 24 hours. Yowza. Dang. So... Um, and there's also, there is a little bit, uh, I read this to you earlier, Zach, but there's a little, uh, note here from Mr. Fizzy himself, where he says he uses his real name, not the fun name we gave him, but he says, I'll have you know, Fizzban the Fabulous is not afraid of ghosts. I am, on the contrary, deeply saddened by the reality of their existence and maybe just a little bit creeped out. 
Way to go, Mr. Fizzy. Yeah. All right, so Ghost Dragons. What if, do they got? If you were for? if you were take take all the material belongings you have and put them cool. into a Zach Rob hoard. Okay. Um what would be the singular priceless object that you get attached to? Oh, it would be D'Artagnan, my very first D20. Aw. Yeah, D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan. Way I, back when. Yeah. Mine would probably be the Beanie Baby I've had since I was a wee lad. Oh, Lil' Canyon? Lil' Canyon. He's over there on the bed. You can't see him, nice. but he's over there. Um, hmm. like, him, yeah, like Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, like him and Gwubby. Oh, Gwubby. Gwubby, no. Gwubby, no. They're, uh, they're, they're, yes. they're pretty much a, 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 a tandem unit at this point. How's their relationship looming? Oh, they're solid friends. Like, Canyon went into, like, medical practice. Um, oh, nice. And Gwubby is, like, not a psychologist, but, like, really understands the human heart well. Um, see, I was just under the impression that they were, that they had um, become something romantic, so. No, no no romantic um, entanglement there. Cool. No, they're just, like, you know, good. I, I, res- I respect their decision. Good, reliable friends. They would friends. be cute together. I mean, they are cute together. I mean, like, some so, like, Candy will sit on Gwubby's head sometimes, and, like, it's really cute. Um, <laughs> but, like, nah, nothing nothing romantic there. Hey, like, like, I'd love to play in the space with you, Zach, but I gotta honor this fiction. Hey, you know what? It's, yeah. it, I, I, look, it's your fiction. I'm just living it. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of, like, a how a ghost dragon can be any alignment. It can be a good or an evil dragon. Yeah, well, here's my question. So, you know, we we just did, uh, you know, Strixhaven, or, mm-hmm. oh, God, what did I call it? What did we end up calling it? Something, Dick's Bastion, something, I don't know. So, uh, something really bad. <laughs> something really bad. I'll have to listen back to it. Um, but you know, like, how in um, that that uh, uh, magical book series by the really bad turf, mm-hmm. um, how uh, all the houses have, like, house ghosts? Oh. Do you think that cuz you know like all the the headmasters and stuff of like all the different colleges in in Dick's Blaven. Mhm. Flicks Draven. Um hash flinging. <laughs> cash flinging. The hash flinging. Hash. Um <laughs> but like they're all like ancient dragons that are also spellcasters. So, like what if the house ghosts are also Ooh, Dra- uh, like uh, like all the ghosts are, are are dragon ghosts. That'd be cool. I like that. It would a be lot. very dangerous. Oh, but... insanely so. Yes, yes. It does. It does say that uh, ghost dragons can be any alignment. Yeah. So like, they're just hanging around. You know, they're like, "Welcome to the Loreholds or whatever they're called." Mm-hmm. Was it Loreholds? Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to Loreholds. That was my nearly headless Nick impression. Nearly, Jonathan, Jonathan nearly Gleaves? breathless. Uh, nearly breathless. Flick. Brett. <laughs> <laughs> nearly breathless Brett. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Why, hello, I'm nearly breathless Brett. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, how are you talking right now? Well, I am <sighs> nearly breathless. <laughs> That was bad. Time comes to use the breath weapon. It's like, hang up. Hold up. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> 
I'm sorry. Sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Oh, no. <laughs> I love Nearly Breathless Brett. <laughs> nearly Breathless Brett, you know, the house ghost for the Lorehold College. Yeah. I haven't read the book. This is lo- this is canon. I don't care. That's the one I remember. There's that and there's the one that they look like they're a boy band, but I can't remember what they were called. Yeah, I don't remember either. Oh, my goodness. And then you've got, you know, you can have something like Casper the Friendly Ghost Dragon. Yeah. It's just like a little, like, um, dragon wormling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, it's, uh, s- sadly, they never got to grow up and it's just hanging around. And it's like, hey, how you doing? Hey. I'm a ghost. I'm pretty cool. What's going on? Yeah. You my my like, papa, like my papa gave me one gold when I was a kid and I couldn't take oh, my eyes off of it. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> God, that's so cute and so sad. God, what was the Casper? Was, how does the, the Casper the Friendly Ghost theme song go? You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> All I could think of is that song from Home Alone that I am the craziest cat, the craziest cat you ever did see. It's from Home Alone too, I think. Sure. When the uncle's in the shower and he's recording him with the with the the I talk boy. Don't know that I ever saw Home Alone too. You've never seen Home Alone two lost in New York, Griffin? I don't think so. You know what? The podcast is canceled. I'm not even sure I've seen Home Alone one. Like, Griffin. Like I know like all the bits from Home Alone one, but I I don't know that I've actually seen. Macaulay it. Culkin just turned in his grave. Is he dead? He's not even dead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say. Oh no! Did something happen to Macaulay Culkin? No, he's got his grave picked out, and he what he 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 felt a weird uh, a stirring. He walked to his future grave, went in it, and had to turn over. That's how much that just hurt him. Sorry, Macaulay. And he just had a baby, I think. <laughs> Friend of the show, Macaulay Culkin. Hi, Macaulay. You're, you're welcome on the show anytime. Anytime. Though. Anytime. You just hit us up. Uh, <laughs> what's our email address? Petshopcast at gmail? It's petshopcast at gmail.com. All right, cool. Or you can just, just sign to our DMs, Macaulay. It'll be yeah. fun. Well, you can uh, DM. Hey, Macaulay, DMs are open. Yeah. Mac, my boy, please and thank you. They are uh freshly lubed and ready for sliding with that i think we're coming to the end of this episode of <laughs> i was gonna say like like they were like recently wet like for like a slip and slide no but that wasn't gonna be good either no, that's so like where that ended up i was like what makes things slide like lubrication does <laughs> yeah. so i said that instead like i thought that was better like that that was the better bit they were i picked the worst bit of the no. two, I picked the worst one. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this Fuck. episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal <sighs> Pet Shop. If um, somehow you liked what you listened to, um, <laughs> uh, we recommend checking out some of the other shows on the uh, Gaslight Media Network. We've got a few actual plays. We have three different uh, uh, TTRPG systems that are mm-hmm. uh, played actual play style, yeah. um, all of which are fantastic. Um, we got some Shakespeare. We've got some uh, uh, some rewatch stuff going on. There's lots going on. Yeah, so just check them out. And if you're looking for more pet shop content or any content from any of the shows on the network, hit us up at Patreon.com/slash/GhostlightMedia, where at uh, a certain tier level you will get uh, exclusive content from a show every single month. And uh, this month's is going to be uh, from us at the Multiversal Pet Shop, 
where um, I will be actually, uh, as of the day of this recording, I'll be finishing up that project tonight. So uh, if you want to see a little behind the scenes of how Zach and I write some of the ads for this show, go check us out at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia. Yeah, of course. And uh, as per usual, if you want to see anything particular on this here show, um, let us know. You know, if there's a, 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 some sort of uh, fiction or fandom or something that we haven't explored yet or you want us to retouch on, let us know. We have dedicated entire episodes to one, uh, one, one DM uh, <laughs> with a, a very silly question about a zoo once. Yeah, um, that was a good episode. So it was a good episode. So let us know. And uh, I'm going to put this out there. On Twitter. I'm going to put this out there. If you want to be on this show, let us know. Let us know. Hit us up at Pet Shop Cast if you want to be a special guest. Mm, why not? Why not? Hey, why the 2022? Why the hell not? 2022, although, of course, we're not letting our guard down. For a fucking second. Is also the year of yes. So, why the hell not? Uh, why the hell not? Uh, Life is short, so- the world is dying. Why the hell not? The world is dying and so are we. Anyway. <laughs> now let's wrap this episode up because I got a I've been Zach, I've had to poop for like 30 minutes. Dude, I, I, I appreciate your strength, man. Yeah. Um We love you. Thank you so much. So much. Uh if you love us, you know, if you want to check us out on your podcatcher, you know, like review, subscribe, you know, I mean, tell your friends be, about us. It'd be cool. It would be cool. We'd appreciate you. Um but uh until next time, I have been Zach. I've been Griffin, and just remember everybody at the end of the day. It's all about love, baby. It's all about love, baby. <laughs> hey. World is dying and so are we. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to episode 82 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at PetShopCast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Jeremy, Tyler, and Atan for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, find me a funnier bit than Mr. Fizzy's Dragon Buckets. I can I can make spoofs on that forever. I'm a big fan. I hope you are too. Okay, bye. Love you. Bye. Mwah. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.